Hello? <laughs> what the hell's happening there? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, that's better. Oh, it's coming out of my... So, select a microphone. This isn't Plantronics, but it's not that one. Plant... <laughs> that sounds terrible. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hello. Fingered by Dalek. So why is it that it can detect that I've changed the microphone and it's telling me that the microphone, well, the microphone, which, which I know is right, yet when I plug those ones in, it can't do it. It to change it to Plantronics, which they are, which they are not. Can't help you've made pal. Yeah, it works on Teams. I've been using them for about a fortnight. Sounds, sounds fine now. Yeah, well, I'm just using the... Um, I'm using the USB mic that blew. Well, we thought we'd have blown it up, didn't we? <laughs> I mean, we still a good chance. Yeah, but if it's working now, then we'll just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I was just trying to wolf my tea down. Well, um, I, I, I was busy making mine, and Charlotte says she's been delayed, so it's all sort of half done downstairs. It's going to be horrible. What is it? Uh, some some shit. <laughs> Just because you can't taste it doesn't mean no one else can. <laughs> so what actually is it? Something with um, something with sausages and veg and 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 potatoes that you make into skins or something. No way. That might be exactly the same thing that I've just had. Is it? <laughs> it's um. Did did you put baked beans with it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I've just made. Really? So we team buddies. Yeah. It's gusto, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be a hell of a coincidence if it wasn't gusto. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, you, you 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 scoop the inside the, the flesh of the potato yeah. out and then mash it up with um cheese and spring onions and chipotle paste and all that. And then you um Is it then... chipotle? Is that how you say it? Why have you been saying it? Chipotle. Chipotle. No, it's chipotle. All oh, right. Um, yeah, and then Chipotle. Chipotle, yeah. Why are you limping? I, do you know what? I think I know it's Chipotle. How did you say it again, sorry? Chipotle. Or I Chipotle. think I know it's Chipotle, Chipotle just... if you're American. Yeah, Chipotle. I, I just, I can't, I can't see it and, and I, I just see Chipotle. It's like, why are you limping? Oh, I've got a bruised Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> the Chipotle's hanging out. Do <laughs> you in there, the Chipotle fallout? <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it was nice. It was it was quite nice actually. Although we've been the lambs like this because that had gone funny. Was it lambs? Was it yeah. was it lambs? Comes a lambs like this, yeah. No, I was came with uh, like baby salad or something. It was cold. Well, your, your, well, yours be yours will be meaty sausages, won't they? Oh right, yeah, because uh, is it different different well different salad for different we had, we had, sausages. <laughs> we had to go out and buy our own sausages. <laughs> Because <laughs> they they'd sent the box and they put a little they'd sent a message on the app saying um that they didn't have any they don't have any meatless farm um sausages. So they've sent us like five quid credit. But basically they say they've said just go out and buy your own go sausages. Go find your own sausages. Yeah, so you've sent me everything except the the main component. <laughs> they do that sometimes. It's like you fucking retards. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I think the idea is they're like, oh, we'll pay for you to go out and buy sausages, but they can't. There's no way of, they don't send you money to your account. No. They'll just say, we'll give you five quid off your next box, which is very mm. presumptuous of them because yeah, if they yeah. do that many, if they fuck it up that many times, you don't want another box. No. <laughs> but that being said, the five quid credit they've given us is has more value than the three pounds that I spent on the sausages. I suppose. Why don't you send the receipt? No, because then they'll say you oh, spent yeah, yeah, less yeah. than what we've credited you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fair enough. Fair I'd enough. rather just have the because that that five pound works out as a free meal, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oops, I'm sick of Gusto. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I just I wanted to end. Yeah, it's never going to end. It's going to keep going. I know. I know. Unless you end it, I, I, I don't mean put a gun to you. Oh, oh anyway, I, I did mean to say, um, this week's uh, episode is sponsored by Gusto. <laughs> yeah. When will it end? <laughs> when will it end? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> when will it ever end? Gusto, it never ends. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's, it's, I mean if, if, it doesn't matter how nice it is. If you can't taste anything, it's tragic why you can't taste it. You need, you need to get your nose looked at. Mm. Desperately. Not only will you be able to breathe, you better taste food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't taste it. I can't, I can't, I can't taste shit. Other than um, Shamim's hot lamb sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasted that both ends. Yeah. Yeah. That zinged on the way in, on the way yeah. out, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But should we do an intro? Yeah, I can do. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simon and Ross podcast. Joined as always by my esteemed friend and colleague, Mr. Simon Parker. From across the Pennines, hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. So this how, is how are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm all That's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. You always interrupt me at that point. It really ruins the continuity. I've got my I've got <laughs> This is a this is a highly scripted podcast. If, continuity uh... to this. I must have missed that meeting. <laughs> Um, so this is episode seven. Last track a bit <laughs> of, the, of, of, of the of the Quentin Tarantino um, special. Yeah, and mm. today we're going to be talking about the Django Unchained. Mm. Yeah, or is it D Silent? D Silent. Django. Oh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, enjoy it. We certainly did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get into it. You, you, you turn into Yoda. Mm-hmm. Django, Django, the, the, the silent the D is mm, <laughs> unchained. He be. <laughs> so I I think my 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 opening statement for Django is. Um, Tarantino films don't have to creep up on you, don't they? Uh, creep up, as in, as in, you've got your favourite or your favourites, yeah, and then you've got ones that are not your favourites but are still good, yeah, but just not your favourites. Then you forget how good they are. Yeah, I've said so, this every single episode we've done of this. I, I said I go into it thinking, no, this isn't my favourite one, and by the end of it, you think, no, this is my new favourite one. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to it, it, it's hard to disqualify them, um, mm. and Django's no exception no. to that. Um, I didn't come. I don't come away from it thinking this is my new favorite. But yeah, I, I think I think that, and I'm, I'm I know I'm I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but I'll, I'll just say it as I seize it. Um, I think that certain scenes. Well, let's just say this: the middle third. Yeah. Of the film is that good? You forget about everything else that happens yeah. in the entire film. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about the the last forty five minutes because <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it, and my memory of the end of Django yeah. is um, there's a shoot up in the house. Yeah, Christoph Waltz kills Calvin. Yeah, 
and Django uh, shoots everybody else. Yeah. Takes uh, Brumhilde. Brumhilde von Schaft. Yeah, and leaves. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot. I, about... I, th- I think I think exactly the same thing, and I know it doesn't go like that, but I th- it, it's bec- I think it's because um, because he's in this. I think it's because he's in the same area of the house both times. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think your mind warps the case and the, yeah, the main foyer. Yeah, definitely. That's in my ear. Yeah, and and you, I got to a point this time where I thought, well, well, this is the bit where Samuel Jackson walks in, and I was like, no, no, he doesn't. No, no, that's not right. So no, I, I completely agree with you. It's, I couldn't couldn't remember Tarantino being in it. Couldn't remember the um him being taken away to the mining company, and then he can't remember Tarantino's those. awful Australian accent. No, Tarantino's <laughs> just fucking awful in anything that he jumps in. He's, he's so jarring. Isn't absolutely no different in this film. <laughs> Always a, I mean, does he know it? <laughs> does he know his shit? Does he just insist upon it? I mean, I get the fun side of it. I think yeah. Tarantino has got a real fun side to him. There's no doubt. Yeah. Is he self-aware enough to know that he can't act? A little dynamite for you, Black Lives Matter. Well, that, I, my guess is that he's doing exactly what he would ask an actor to do. So if he's just saying the lines and delivering it right, is he doing a bad job? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's more to just <laughs> saying the lines, isn't there? Otherwise, anyone could do anything. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's not what I you think, say, it's how you say it. Yeah. I think it's one of his more convincing ones to an extent, apart from the accent. I think if he had not done the accent, I think he would have got away with it absolutely fine. It was terrible. It was there's, some, there's some dynamite for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this could be big. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Um, yeah. But he's obviously very, he's quite strict about, you know, who he has in his films, isn't he? Yeah. And who he casts and how it's done and how he's, you know, he's, he's obviously, he's, 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 I imagine he's a bit of a perfectionist. You've, yeah. got, you've got to be if you're at that level. Definitely. But then to just, throw himself in there every time and be fucking horrific at it is either it's either is having a little laugh to himself or he genuinely believes and i'd lean towards the latter because why taint an awesome film with your shit ass (laughs) but he does every time (laughs) he's just like i'm the fucking director i'll be in it if i want and i'll do what i want it's like oh god all right i'm gonna i'm gonna play an australian this time why australian though i i I just it doesn't I mean, I don't know the other actor that's Australian. Maybe he's Australian. Maybe he saw. I feel like a way to do it. I, I think. I think. Um, the, so this this whole idea of um, a German expat, there was a lot of people coming from a lot of different countries, particularly at that time, mm. who weren't where slavery wasn't as prevalent as it was in yeah. America, and it was it's set two years before the Civil War. Mm. And this idea of a German living in America and befriending um, a black slave, um, that sort of thing happened quite a lot because Europeans and people from other countries didn't have the same um, prejudice and the same attitude towards slavery that a lot of Americans did. So that thing was quite common. So I do wonder if the idea of them being Australian was the only way that they could actually... Because if they were American... And they had the same outlook towards black people and black slaves as all of the other Americans in the film. Then the idea of Django being able to convince them mm. to yeah, yeah, yeah. give him uh, a horse and a gun and basically turn him loose. Yeah. That would have been less likely to happen with a racist American. The fact yeah. that they're Australian sort of excuses them from that. Maybe, maybe they were more likely to believe the word of a black man as opposed to I an American. I feel like you've gone on, you, I mean, I, I agree with every single point that you made there. And uh, I, I've done a bit of history and you're exactly right. It did happen. Uh, and, and you said it very well, but all of that is to justify Quentin Tarantino's awful, awful accent. No, the accent is <laughs> shit. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm, what I'm commenting on is why Australian. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, because they couldn't, I don't think they could have been American and we've already got a European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. 
So what else have you got? Well, if you've covered the US and you've covered Europe, people only got Australia, haven't you? There's nowhere else in the world. Apparently not. Physically nowhere else, eh? Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, maybe maybe that was something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, thank thank fuck he didn't play a Chinaman. (laughs) There's still time yet. (laughs) He's got one more film. (laughs) Yeah. So what what we are what's what's your I mean I'll, I've I've made I've made a few notes yeah um I've I've got the facts at the I've got some cool little facts at the back of my mind but um I, I always approach this in the same way is that I have my own notes that are just my own observations and comments yeah. as, as I go through and then I have the fluff the bum fluff that will yeah. undoubtedly have read from the same website like yeah, always... yeah 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 well um, I wasn't supposed to do any facts today and I thought I can't go into it without anything. Oh, I've, I've, I've got, I've got, I've, I've got, I've got quite a few. Don't worry. I've got three pages of facts for this one. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good then. Um, no, uh, it, it's. Um, I, I think I, I'm surprised Jamie Foxx hasn't been in another Tarantino film. I think he carries the film incredibly well. Has he? Has he? Has he been offered one though? Has he expressed an interest in it? Don't know. Because it's no. very, you know, it's it's his only film. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm gonna, no, I'm not gonna pursue that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I, I mean Jamie Fox is up there, yeah, with with some of the best actors. Yeah. I was actually watching a, um, I was watching a, a clip the other day of um, Jamie Fox meeting Ray Charles. I don't know if you've ever seen Ray. No, I haven't actually. Um, but that's like, if if you weren't a fan of Jamie Fox previously, or if you're on the fence and you watch that film, you realize. Because he's he's actually a classically trained musician, is Jamie right. Foxx. Because a lot, I think a lot of people write him off as just a, like a rapper or an R and B guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a, he's a, he's actually like he's, he's a really really good pianist, and he studied music. Mm. Um, and when he went in to meet Ray Charles, um, the uh, producer and director of the film had said to Jamie Foxx, like, "This is going to be a massive undertaking." Are you sure you want to get into this? Mm. And he was meeting Ray Charles that day, and they recorded the whole thing. And Ray Charles was talking to him, and they sat down at a, Ray Charles, like Ray Charles on one piano, and Jamie Foxx on another. And, and Ray was like, "Just give me some blues, give me some blues." And Jamie Foxx just starts playing this really cool blues thing, and then Ray goes over it and starts singing, and it was just absolutely amazing. It's like, yeah, the guys are cut above mm. what you normally get from your your musician to artist crossover. Jamie Foxx's standout. Because mm. everything I've seen him in is always fucking brilliant. But yeah, you're right. I, 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 could, could, could you have seen and could you could, could what what other film do you think he could have been cast in that would have been interesting? Can't put him in Hateful Eight because that's then you've just got Django sat there. Well, <laughs> that apparently Hateful Eight was supposed to be Django too, right? Uh, Django 2 uh, was called uh, was going to be Hateful Eight was going to be called Django in White Hell and it was going to open with him um, uh, riding his horse um, and uh, getting stranded in the snow and ends up going in a cafe come hotel with with Broomhilda and getting stranded don't know don't know how it's going to go but the the main reason why that was stopped is um Hey, obviously, we'll come on to Hateful Eight uh, next time, but yeah. um, uh, with Hateful Eight, you're not sure who is the good or the bad person. And if yeah. Django was sat there, you'd know already. Yeah, fair so enough. that was why it was kind of decided to not do it as Django too. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it would have been interesting. Um, would have totally been... different film, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, it would have been. It's not that there's no subtle change there. That's fundamentally changing the film yeah. um, from Hateful Eight to a Django sequel. Yeah, that's so. Two completely different things. The only, the only similarity is 
Well, no, they are completely different. Yeah. There isn't any similarities. <laughs> I was going to say Western, but then Django, <clears throat> while it is a Western in a lot of ways, it has a lot of Western tropes to it. Mm. It's not... It's it's. It, I struggle to I struggle sometimes to categorize it as a western, really. Um, I, maybe it's the sort of modern influences of it. Um, I don't know, but it, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, I I would, maybe it's subject matter and the way it's dealt with. Well, you you think a, a western typically is like a homegrown hero fighting bandits. Yeah, yeah. And Django isn't that. It's it's actually generally saving a village from some other baddies coming in. Yeah, or yeah. the guy himself <laughs> is like, if you look at like Clint Eastwood, mm. like the pragmatist, like the strong, silent type. But who, whose who's, who's morals are not in question? Yeah. Um, and then you've got, um, well, I guess other anti-Western. You got High Noon. Never seen that. Which is that's Never the Gary, that. Gary Cooper one. Yeah. Um, and High Noon is almost like the anti-Western in a way, even though it's exactly what we're talking about. The typical trope of an American Western is you have a hero and eventually that hero manages to band together the community to fight the common threat. Whereas High Noon, the whole community turned the back on him. Right, okay. And he has to deal with the threat himself, which is very un-American as far mm. as Westerns go. Have you seen the remake of that? No. I didn't even know there was a remake. Yeah. No, I haven't I, I either. I was, talk- <laughs> I was weirdly talking to... Uh, oh, I don't know who, who it was. Um, I need to... Uh, <laughs> uh, I need to... This is dead air, Simon. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I need to, I need to find out who, who it was that I was speaking to because I don't know his name. Um, basically, you know, the, did you ever watch Hollyoaks? Yes. <laughs> you know the the older guy that used to own the bar, Tony. Oh no, Tony, Tony. Um, Warren. I think it was actually. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to him about that. <laughs> you were talking to Warren from Hollyoaks. Yeah. <laughs> What? He just he just seen it. How do you know Warren from Hollyoaks? I I, I went on a thing and uh, he he was I was sat next to him for a, a meal. What what what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you, I, either you're being purposely evasive about this. I'm, I'm not being evasive. I like just... I was some guy at a thing, and it turns out that that guy was someone from Hollyoaks, and that thing you can't tell me even what it was. It was it was a a thing that had been organised by a camera company, and I got to go through around Hollyoaks set, the Hollyoaks set, right. And then we went for a meal, um, like a ten course tasting menu with accompanying wine, right. Um, uh, and yeah, I was, I was sat I was sat with him, sat next to him for the whole meal. All oh, right, okay. And we were talking about films, and he he'd literally just seen the new version of High Noon, ah, and said that right. it was really good. Oh. But I've never seen it. <laughs> then you haven't seen the original either. No, I've not seen any of them now. Check it out. High Noon was a very it was one of the very first films to use music as part of its marketing strategy. Really? That song uh, is it Hold Me Closer, Oh My Darling. Oh, <laughs> oh my darling, till I'm old and grey. Right, okay. So the, the original advert, the promo for High Noon was just a camera panning into a sign that said high noon with that song playing. And that song was actually used as the main um, focal point of the promotion for the film nice. was that song. And I, I've just realized it was tr- true grit. He was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't remember his name, where, where this was or the film he was talking about. Some bloke, some film in some place. Good reference. It's a shame making the story very more far more interesting than you make it out. <laughs>
So I'll tell you exactly where the place was. The place was uh, the Hollyoaks set and then the Panorama Bar in Liverpool. That's right. Exactly, that's exactly where it is. Right. Yeah. And were there many other Hollyoaks stars there? Yeah, all of them. Was there? Yeah. A lot of them? Don't know, don't know who any of them are. Did you not meet um, Natalie Emmanuel? Which one's that? She's in Game of Thrones. Turbo hot. No, oh, she might have been there actually. I tried to work that out. Maybe not. Maybe not. She plays um, Daenerys's. Um, yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Killed. Yeah, she might have been there. I don't know. I... Ricky, Ricky Martin. No, no, no. Um, Ricky. I want to say Wilson, but isn't he from the Kaiser Chiefs? Yeah, Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. Ricky Summit. He, he he was um he played the copper in Hollyoaks. Bald guy. No, um, I don't think so. Pretty pretty fucking buff, like. Right. No. Um, but I met them in uh, outside of Nando's in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just I was I was a little bit um, both struck and intimidated by the beauty of Natalie Emmanuel. Then <laughs> <laughs> he said, "How are you doing?" And I said, "Butterfly chicken." <laughs> Nice to meet you. Butterfly chicken, medium spice. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, yeah, in high noon. True grit. Re- <laughs> fuck it. Georgie Porter, she was there. Georgie Porter. Yeah, I know her. Blonde lights. Talk- yeah, 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 that's right. Um, I, don't, I don't know anyone else. Um, who's the... Uh, the uh, there's, there's a guy that I've got some pictures of me with, but I can't remember his name. But anyway, yeah, it's not interesting. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. it is interesting. You know, you just what that. When, when was that then? So that was Ricky Whittle. Are you thinking of Ricky that's Whittle? Him, Ricky Whittle. Right, yeah, okay. him, yeah. <laughs> just seeing his name on the Hollyoaks uh, yeah, thing. No, it. he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Right. What about Jennifer Metcalf? She was the one that I really fancied when I was in college. She plays know. Mercedes. No, well, no, <clears> she wasn't. Who who was the one that's been it for ages and used to have uh, coloured streaks in her hair? Coloured streaks. She, oh, she... the small girl, like the dark, short hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she uh, she was also she was the voice of um, <laughs> she was in the she was the voice of one of the uh, ghosts in uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Really? Yeah. Or oh, the original in the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. But the I can't original. Remember. I do class the Muppets as the original. <laughs> it is now the original. Yeah. Can, can an original be re- re- retrospectively applied? <laughs> yeah, in this case, yes. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, because if you say you try talking to anybody about any Christmas carol other than Muppets, you're going to have a hard time of it. I mean, I think it will always crop up, no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. You can tell it's getting near Christmas. Think we're thinking of Muppets Christmas Carol already, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we watched the Signalman, so that was a oh yeah, yeah, the horses yeah, yeah. are out of the out of the uh, stalls for me there. <laughs> that was a strange thing to say. <laughs> Never said that before. I won't say it again either. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, that's enough Hollyoaks talk. Uh, really. Yeah, back to like um, back to Django. So. Um, <laughs> Ennio Morricone, <coughs> obviously a very prominent uh, Western composer. Yeah, they fell out, didn't they, during the, okay. ju- ju- the f- during the making of it? Yeah, it was um, he, he was very unimpressed with the way that he used the music. He basically um, kind of uh, uh, it is said that he he uses music in the wrong way um, within his films, which I don't I don't agree with. Uh, we always bit, talk actually. about how well, how well oh, yeah, yeah. we talk yeah. about how good the music is. I don't think we yeah. talk so much about how it's used other than in Reservoir Dogs, we talked about the diegetic yeah. and non thing. I, I, th- I think to, I think if you were a snob, it's probably quite jarring sometimes the way he uses the music. It'll, you know, something will happen, music will become in bang and then fade out very, very quickly. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe. But, but yes, yeah, apparently they fell out. And he said he'd never work with them again, but then they made up and worked on Hateful Eight. <laughs> there you go. That was so, his criticism. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be saying just stay out of the films, boy. Yeah, or, or, or maybe maybe he got a bit more control over it. You know, maybe that's part of the agreement. Yeah, um, possibly. But yeah, we talk about one of the greatest film composers of all time, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And Tarantino, you know, quite often uses music. 
that's already you know that's long been released. Yeah, and he puts it in his films as opposed to having somebody compose it specifically. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know if that would it works for him, but is that an, a very expensive way of doing it? Isn't it? It's just easier to make some new music. Not if you're paying someone like Ennio Morricone. I mean, if you rank me. Yeah, exactly. I said, do you want to lay a baseline down? What do you want? I'd probably say, I don't know, five elf bars. <laughs> Is that a deal? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't have to do the music with a fucking podcast anymore. You can do it five elf bars. That's fine. <laughs> quite happy with that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it'd be cheap having someone like Ennio Morricone writing the, 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 the soundtrack for you. No. But I think it, it's not. He it, it does do. It does use music differently, because if, if you think of I don't know Star Wars as an example or Indiana Jones, there's kind of music going through it all the time. Whereas yeah. with Tarantino, there's massive sections where there isn't any music whatsoever. Yeah, going on. And then something will happen. Someone gets shot, and then the music will go and then fade out, and then it's the next thing. Yeah. So I, I kind of I kind of understand maybe his issue with it, but. He's given us some of the best soundtracks uh, of any films or uh, anywhere, so we'll let him off. And I think if you're sort of sitting down and you put pen to paper and you want to write a Western, the first thing you go for is Ennio Morricone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, need yeah. to get him on board. It's not a Western, yeah. we get Ennio to do it. Is he? Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get, get him on the phone then. Get him on the phone. <laughs> oh, no, but I, think, I think he did die recently. Did he? Oh. I think so, yeah. Um, I was in character. Uh, you know, I was basically being Tarantino. Yeah, I know, but I answered yeah. it like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, he died. He died. Um, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. He was ninety one. So uh, this uh, podcast is dedicated to the memory memory of uh, Ennio Morricone. Oh, some of my favorite. So I've I've got I've got Ennio Morricone albums. Mm-hmm. I have Hateful Eight and uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the music that he did for the mission. That was a yes. really famous one, Gabriel's yeah. Orbo. Um, and on Earth as it is in heaven. No, never seen the mission, but I I know the music. Okay, now you need to watch films. <laughs> what do you fucking Django films? That's <laughs> uh, Django films. Uh, Tarantino films. Django films. Django films. This is this is what I'm talking about. This is the this is the amateurship I've got to deal with. <laughs> Are we doing a Django film series? Are we doing, are we doing all of Django's films? <laughs> Did you know that the, uh, the the guy that he meets in the bar uh, who asks him his name? Do you know about that guy? Is this when he's first being introduced to Leo's character? When he's being introduced to um, uh, Monsieur Candy. Yeah, and it's the what the guy is it that what the the Italian guy. The the other guy that is um that owns the um, Mandingo. Mandingo. Yeah, the Italian um, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well no, I don't know about him, no. He is um the guy that originally played Django in the original film. Oh really? Yeah. Ah. Which is why when he walks away and says the D silent, he goes, I know. Makes it all special, doesn't it? It gives you tingle because you think, well, that's the original Django, so he would know out of anyone. He's joking and joking. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do yeah. like that. Yeah. Who plays? I've got I've written a question down here. Okay. Who plays John Brittle? Uh which one's John Brittle? He was one of the brothers, the, the brothers spec. Um, the 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 Big one John Brittle, yeah. Who plays? Who's he? He seems really familiar. He was in Lost. Was he? He was. Yes. He was one of the others. Was it one of the yeah, others? Yeah, that's yeah. the fucking knob. Yeah. What was his? What's the actor's name? <laughs> there was to, I, I have written down a lot of actors' names, but I didn't get as low down as that. God, this is the worst Big John Brittle information page I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally doesn't does not tell you who actually plays him. Um, MC Gainey. MC Gainey. Yeah. So I was in Conair. Yeah. Um, 
Breakdown. I, I need to see that film again. That was a Russell Crawford, Kurt Russell film. Using the Mighty Ducks. Ah. Uh. Quack, 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 quack. It was in... Yeah, that's about it. He's definitely in Lost, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was in Lost. Oh, right, okay. He was on that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> you didn't go, oh, yeah, yeah, he was in Lost, yeah. I did, I was. I said, oh, yeah, that's what I fucking know him from. He was the um, big creepy guy in Lost. Yeah. They were all a bit big and creepy in Lost, weren't they? Yeah. Um, all my life, people have asked me what I was so mad about. Why are you so mad? And I was never mad. I'm not mad. I just look mad. It's a quote from MC Gainey. Right, okay. Bit yeah. of thinker, any? Um, yeah, that's it. Right, so that answers that question then. <laughs> the other, the other, um, the other actor that I completely forgot that was in it was um, Jonas uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah. Mm. Yeah, when he popped up, I was like, "Okay, now what's he yeah. doing?" Apparently, he was in a big chunk of it, and it all got cut. No, it never got filmed. Oh, it never, never got filmed. it. Never got filmed. Um, there was basically going to be a section. He he was originally go. It was originally going to be that he owned Broomhilda for a little while. Yeah, he was like the son of another plantation owner. Yeah, wasn't he? that's right. So the son of the plantation owner um, kind of bought Broomhilda because he was twenty four and a bit chubby. Um, he bought him, bought her bought her for like company for him um, to make him turn him into a man. You're talking it, about comfort girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he got to know her quite well, and they sort of did everything, and it all went well. Uh, they then go on a like a, a a little holiday break or whatever, and they end up going to um, Candyland. Not Candyland. What, what's the place where they meet them at, wait, meet them at first? The, the, um, the first called. plantation. No, where, where they first meet uh, uh, Monsieur Candy. Oh, that's just in the lawyer's house, isn't it? Uh, it's supposed to be a club, but yeah, it, it goes there uh, with with um, with with Hildy, and he ends up meeting uh, Monsieur Candy, and they start playing poker. He soon runs out of money, and the, uh, he um, Candy offers his slave, who's the 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 sort of beautiful one in the corner, um, that that's kind of yeah. there, and he says, well. I'll I'll put put Broomhilda down, and he ends up losing. Uh, he calls him a cheat, and then Candy shoots him, and keeps Broomhilda. That that ah. was that was all supposed to be in it, but um, there was a, as always a scheduling conflict, and they decide to pull it. Oh right, okay. It's a shame, but I, I mean that must have that would have taken another fifteen minutes of the film, so maybe yeah. And you don't really down. see much of Broomhilda, do you? No, you get like l- tiny flashbacks, um, mm. but not there's not much. There's there's barely, but barely any character development. No. Of Broomhilda, you just know that she's Django's wife, and that's it, yeah. really. Um, and that that really is it. You see a couple of scenes where he's trying to protect her, and they tried to escape, and she gets whipped as a result. And mm. but that that's sort of more to build up the Speck brothers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, than than it is to give Broomhilda any backstory. But uh, yeah, I thought that was quite a funny cameo when he when he popped up. Yeah. Do you, oh. Also, did you know Tarantino was is one of the other bag wearers? Of course, he fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Is I think it, he's was, the, it his, he, was it his wife that made a bit of shit? No, it wasn't. Nick? He's the one going. Look, let, let's let's do it without help, without them this time, and next time we'll do them with. I think In that's full regalia. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was him as well. <laughs> that's the scene for me, where the one thing that I made a note of was where's the scene where they chat shit, like in all the other Tarantino films that we talked about, and that's probably the closest you get. Is everything that everybody talks about is always directly related to the plot? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that that's the only instance in the entire film that I found where it's they're all stood around just before they get blown up. Yeah, yeah. And they're arguing about the masks, and it's like his wife made them, and he's like he sees yeah. his ass, and he's like, "Fucking don't ever ask me for anything ever again." <laughs> and then the, the leaders, like Big Daddy, is like, uh, 
<clears throat> saying something like, I'm sure, you know, we're all, we all appreciate that she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she made a good effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And that goes I, I, on for a couple of minutes, doesn't it? I think, I think, again, that's another scene that you always forget, but I think that it needs that scene for a few reasons. It, it's obviously quite a dark subject. And I think you, you can't really, uh, you, you can't really make effectively the Ku Klux Klan into um, anything but idiots, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they were very serious and they succeeded, I think, uh, you know, obviously the film would have to take a very different turn. But you can't, you, you, in this day and age, you can't make them anything else but idiots. I did think that the the how they edited it was a bit weird because they all ran in. Yeah. And then you see them circling the um, wagon. Yeah. Um, but then it cuts and it cuts back to them because this conversation about the masks, they're not at the wagon at it's, that point. It's already happened, yeah. Yeah, so why do it that way? Yeah. It, it For me, it makes it would make more sense to actually do it in the order that it happens. So I don't really see the point in, in doing that back to front. Yeah. Didn't seem to add anything. It's like they can have the conversation and they all go running in. Um, and then that's when it's it cuts. But I wonder how it's it's a pretty cool play by Django and then um, what's his bloody name? Uh Dr. King Schultz. Yeah, Dr. Schultz, King yeah. Schultz, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because they, they obviously knew. Yeah, yeah. They knew it was gonna happen. They they, yeah. they set the trap, <laughs> but how? How did they um I, maybe just because of the manner that they left? Um that they're gonna come after us. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> following us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Dr. King Schultz is like, he's the same sort of, um, there's some interesting little facts about sort of, because Christoph Waltz didn't take it originally, did he? No. no. And he was like, nah, I, I don't want to, um, he didn't want to be cast in a horrible way. And no. obviously in, in Inglorious Bastards, which was the film before it, he was, he was awful. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I don't want any negative. He was like, the only way I'm going to do this is if you give my character only positive. Yeah attributes yeah. um and and tarantino basically agreed to it and so i think he sent him a letter yeah and he said of course minor, minor. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um yeah. which is quite funny yeah but uh he he, he does play he, he's just a he's just, he just plays great characters christoph waltz i think because he's so articulate and so I don't know. I think it's maybe just because he's such a clever man. Like, there's you get actors like this, don't you? Where you think, fucking hell, they're just there's something about them where the characters are always fascinating, even if the films are a bit shit. Yeah, like, like Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I, I've never been so excited about a Bond film, and it was only because of Christoph Waltz that he was yeah. in it and he plays a villain, and I was like, yeah. fucking hell, that's going to be amazing, and it's not. <laughs> but he is. <laughs> Cuckoo, James. Cuckoo. <laughs> it is. It's. He's. And. I, they, I, they sort of severely underused him. Yeah, they did. Um, they got as good an actor as him to be actually what probably arguably one of the best uh, nasty men. Well, he's supposed but, to be the Bond villain of all Bond villains. Yeah. And he, just, he spent ninety percent of it being a silhouette. Yeah, he's not yeah. even a juicy man. No. <laughs> and that, and then when I when I when I heard that he was in No Time to Die, whatever the last one was called, I was like, "All oh, right, now, now we we we're going to get the full." Now he's in one scene, and have you seen the new James Bond film? Yeah, of course I have. All right, and he's, and, and he, he dies almost immediately. It's like what yeah. a waste! What yeah. a waste! Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, when they underutilize villains like that. Yeah. <clears throat> you spend half the time just it's just goons. Yeah. Goon after goon after <laughs> goon. They're literally inspector. Bloody Dave Batista took the limelight. <laughs> Dave Batista was the threat. He was shit in that. <clears throat> that was shit. Well you just literally just we need a we need a juicy man. Yeah. Need... Rock's busy. <laughs> we need a bald juicy man. The rock. No. Jason Statham? No, we'll save him for another one. <laughs> yeah, he's not juicy enough. Yeah. <laughs> you need unnaturally juicy. Statham yeah. is traditionally juicy. Yeah, yeah. Batista and The Rock are unnaturally juicy. They are not <laughs> what you would call natty. Natty juice. 
<laughs> this, hey. this week's episode is sponsored by Natty Juice. <laughs> you know that phrase, haven't you? When you talk about that's it's always the when you say are they are you natty? It means are you natural? Or are no. you juicing? No, no, no one's ever asked me about that. I'll <laughs> say <laughs> so you look at the rock and you think there's no way it can be natty. No. Like no. You can't you that, that's a physique that you cannot achieve without the assistance of some um, Mexican supplements. Checking his implants. <laughs> no, I don't think implants. I think it's juice. Really? Yeah, of course it is. Right, okay. And there's, the thing is, there's nothing overtly wrong with that. Like, no, you if, know, he, I, if I he's happy with it. You can, you, you can, I think, you know, I, I don't feel, when you see roideds, then yeah. But I, I, but I also think that there are... Spotty backs and nasty shits. <laughs> Spotty bags. Spotty backs and nasty shits. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And pilly willy. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever met him? <laughs> Maybe Charlotte's um, given me steroids in the feed. <laughs> yeah, no, there's kidney stones. Oh yeah, father it. <laughs> somebody, some, 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 somebody forcing a tube down there. I'll give you pilly willy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, just, still recovering. Just, just chasing your cock down your bladder. <laughs> do you want to do that? Do that diagram again, Ross? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got the white body. You could just sort of tell me, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's you know, you get actors where they're clearly like, mm. it's like the the if you if you if you look at someone like um, I'm trying to think like of some example. So Hugh Jackman, yeah, yeah, he gets juicy, but it's natural. You can tell. It's like his physique looks like somebody who's been on an incredibly effective program. For both diet and exercise, diet and training to, sessions, yeah, to, ach- to achieve that physique for Wolverine, yeah, and then compare that to The Rock. <laughs> oh, thanks. The Rock's an absolute mountain, like, you, and you see, it's just like you see, like the way the the veins are and the striations, yeah. and the, you think, bloody hell, that's like that. You can only look like that with the assistance of a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of juice, a little bit of ribena in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Of, I wouldn't want to be that big. A little bit I'm of a bongo in the Congo. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be that big. No, well, I, yeah, I, I don't think I've spoken to Fatima about this, and I've said, you know, like, because well, she wants about... to. <laughs> yeah, she wants the rock's shoulders. Um, no, like I've said to her, you know, do you find that attractive? And what Fatima finds attractive, like her ideal, is someone like Jason Momoa, right? Where he's because obviously genetics play a part as well. Yeah, yeah. And he's genetically like, even when you see him when he's really young, he's like always in, he look, it looks really athletic. Yeah. Couple that with just fucking trying to get bigger and bulk, and you can end up with a physique like that. But if you stood Jason, if you stood them Momoa next to the rock, again, there's a massive difference. Yeah. In terms of what his body looks like compared to his body. Mm. The rock just looks, yeah, like permanently pumped. Yeah, just always pumped. You know, like when you when you're training and your, your biceps are pumped, are full of blood, and you know, but but like if you look like you that, you can't all pick time, up a shopping bag for two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the rock looks like that all the time. Yeah, I do you not. Know, you know, if if when I used to train a lot, obviously not, not I didn't achieve any anywhere near what he, he's achieved. You you hurt for about two or three days, don't you? Yeah. He must always hurt. No, you don't get DOMS the same way. What? What? Those DOMS, delayed, delayed onset of muscle soreness. Right, okay. So when you train, and then yeah. the following morning you can't move. Yeah. They're called DOMS. Right, okay. And DOMS is delayed onset of muscle soreness. Right, and okay. It, and it comes from, usually if you haven't trained for a while, then you go in the gym and you wreck yeah. yourself. Um, or if you do legs, <laughs> you'll always yeah. get DOMS. <laughs> Um, but for the most part, they they go. You'll still get a little bit of soreness, a bit of stiffness. But for the most part, that that feeling of like real fucking stiffness yeah. and soreness. Oh, so, so 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 when I finally get to to look like the Rock, then I I won't feel sore all the time. Well, you won't feel sore if even if you did it for a couple of weeks in you, you'll, right, you'll stop okay. feeling sore. Like because okay, I, I good to know, good to know. I stop. You know, if I if I don't do strength for a while and then I train it, I get DOMS for about a week. Right. And, okay. And then they go and, I, and then DOMS for days. Yeah, and I struggle to get them in the same way. Right, okay. Still get a little bit of soreness if you're doing like particularly heavy weights or if you're, you know, but um, yeah. 
yeah, not get him in the same way. But yeah, well, you you t- tell me out of it. I'm not going to get a body like The Rock. But then someone like, even like Statham, you know, Statham is just, he looks quite naturally jacked. Yeah. Like he's just, he's just jacked. Mm. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, Wahlberg, Matt Wahlberg. Yeah. Just in, just in great shape. Mm. But there's a massive difference between The Rock and Matt, De- and Matt Wahlberg. No, both terrible actors. So that's exactly where they, uh, that's <laughs> I what, exactly. Wahlberg, I think Matt Wahlberg is better than The Rock. It's like saying diarrhea is better than constipation. It is. <laughs> it is. I'd sooner it was coming out of me than it's. Yeah, there. yeah, I suppose. That's first. Yeah. <laughs> What's the saying? What was it from? What was it Bob would say? Better a. What was it? Better a something something than a noisy tenant? <laughs> Don't know, Ross. <laughs> what was it? Oh, fucking hell. I told myself I'd remember that as well. It's basically, you know, you say better out than in. Yeah. It's better than a something something than a, and the in is a noisy tenant. Right. Yeah, anyway. Sorry, Bob, if you listen. the podcast style. <laughs> <laughs> better than a something something than a noisy tenant. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know about, you know about uh, actors considered for Django? Yeah, sure. Okay, the big one's Will Smith. Right. It was written for him, and he right. wanted Will Smith to do it. Uh, and the whole time he had Will Smith in mind for it. Um, there was a scheduling conflict with Men in Black 2. I'm, I've never seen Men in... Sorry, Men in Black 3. Um, I've never seen Men in Black 3, so, you know... Think he made the wrong choice there, and he didn't like the fact that he he wanted it to just be a love story at the end, not a revenge story, right? Um, which obviously it is. Uh, he wasn't happy with that and kind of wanted to change it, so they they parted ways and uh, and and didn't didn't do it together. Uh, Idris Elba, who would have been interesting, um, Chris Tucker. Oh God. Um, Terence Howard, Jingo, <laughs> uh, Terence Howard, uh, Michael K. Williams, and Tyrese Gibson were all considered uh, for it. Right. Well, Un- until he met Jamie Foxx is the is the best out of the lot. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. I think Idris Elba maybe would have been quite good, um, potentially. I don't feel like I rate Idris Elba anywhere near as high as other people do. You know. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything I've seen in Detail, but I thought that was awesome. <clears throat> I can think of shit stuff he was in. Thor? Yeah, it's not like he's, he's not like, he's not special in that, is he? No. I, I, do, I do think he would have been interesting. There was talk of him being James Bond at one point. I think he would have been quite good at that. Probably. Yeah. Definitely. I could see, I could see that. Um, yeah, I could see him playing Bond. Mm. I think that ship's ship sailed unfortunately. As long as it's not fucking Tom Holland. Tom Holland? Yeah. Tom Holland slated for it as well. Oh. See, it's <clears> good <throat> as Spider-Man, but not. I don't not like that. him. I don't like him as in anything else, I don't think. Uh, I think I only like him as Spider-Man. Good actor. The Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But I've have, 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 have you seen the adverts for the new Uncharted? No. They've made the Uncharted, you know, the, Un- the Uncharted is a series of games on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've made a film with that, and it's him and Mike Wahlberg. Yeah. <clears throat> and I saw, I saw a clip from it, and I was like, ugh. Are you talking about the film now or the game? The film. Yeah, I don't like the look of that at all. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Not, never played the game, which doesn't help, but uh, yeah, don't do not like the look of that. I like it when someone's young and nerdy and silly and I don't like it when I feel like they're taking themselves a bit seriously and sometimes yeah. I get that vibe from Tom mm. Mm. like when you see him early on and he's like just freaking out over and he's being an idiot and like when you see all these early like his Marvel interviews and he's like known for sp- dropping spoilers yeah, yeah. just a little numpty and I love that for <laughs> Tom but I've also seen a few things where I'm like 
I feel like he's taking himself a bit fucking seriously now. Yeah, it, it's, it's because he was so daft. It wouldn't be as obvious if he was always a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but because he's like, he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. He was, a, he, was a, he was a silly kid, and now he's like a semi-serious 20-something-year-old. And it's like, oh, no, don't do that. Well, he was in a film with, um, oh, I can't, I can't remember, it, it, a film with uh, Ewan McGregor, um, where they're in a disaster and they get separated. Right. I can't remember what it's called. He's really good in that. I think he was 12, and uh, oh, right, he, okay. he was really, really good in that. Um, so he's a good actor. Definitely. You just don't want to. You don't end up getting typecast in fucking action films. No, because you're always going to be a cock. Then. Mm. Have you seen Black Adam? No. No. Are you going to? At some point, yeah. <laughs> I saw Stu went to see it. I think he's. Oh, he said it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm but um, I'm not. I'm not exactly it. drawn to it. No. <laughs> and whenever I see it, I just think Black Adam. Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then I just want to watch Blackadder. Yeah, I'd rather watch that. To be fair, good night. Anytime, any day, I'll watch Blackadder. Um, hundred and ten uses of the word. Uh, Go on. Of the, the N word. Oh, I thought you were going to say spastic. No, no. Um, it's uh, it, it is it is a Guinness World Record. Um, yes, holder. Yeah, I read that. Um, Here's a point. Before you carry on, I was going to. I wrote down a question. And I, I answered it um, by doing the research after I watched the film. Okay. Um, in the scene when DiCaprio goes, there's been a lot of lies around this yeah. table tonight. And then he says something about him blowing his head over it. But that you can believe. Yeah. And I was looking at it. I was like, what did he cut his hand on? And I was thinking, he, he asked, you, at first, he, he puts his hand up and you see blood on his palm. Yeah. And I was like, what has he cut his hand on? And I thought... Maybe it's just a... I don't, but then as he's talking, he, he has blood coming down his hand and they yeah. bandage it. And I was thinking, what the fuck? And I wrote down, what did DiCaprio cut his hand on? And then oh, I, when I was no. doing research afterwards, it, that was a complete accident. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he smashed it into some glass or something. Yeah, there, there's a little tiny <laughs> wine glass. There's two of them. Yeah. He smashes it down. Um, and yeah, it actually caught his hand. So it and is... Then- it, it is actual real blood. Uh, yeah, that, and that I believe like. he got a standard ovation at the end of the scene because he, just, he, he, he cracked on. But then he also suggested to Tarantino that they should wipe blood on Brubilder's yeah. face. Yeah. So they went back and then did that. Yeah, that's right. That wasn't real blood. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that, that, that moment when he did that was. Yeah. And I, and I thought, oh, bloody hell. So I, I crossed my question out. Yeah. Just the fact that he doesn't break, you know, anyone else, I think, probably would have broken character. Like, oh, guys, I've, uh, I've cut my finger here. Or oh, Viggo Martinson wouldn't have done. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them just breaking each other's bones and just carrying on acting <laughs> for 12 hours. Seeing who couldn't be more extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The film that DiCaprio and Viggo Martinson star in together, someone's probably going to lose a nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They won't break character. Won't break character. <laughs> yeah, he actually popped both bollocks in this scene <clears throat> and continued on. You can actually see it through his pants where it popped. Yeah. yeah wait, wait, pause, pause. There. And then, and then Vigo Martinson got like, sort of quite jealous. You know, he he didn't want to lose the title of being the guy that continues on. So he so he ended up um he ended up inserting both barrels in his sphincter. <laughs> Oh, well, then you just... <laughs> Outdone the title. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you spell sphincter properly. <laughs> Option two. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be very upset if it says both barrels in his spinster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've received far too many of my texts. <laughs> <laughs> Horses are scary, aren't they? We've talked about this before. Oh, I love horses. I love them. Yeah, but they're, they're just big, aren't they? Yeah, majestic. Big old slugs. <laughs>